0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of our Shepherd of the Hills Wednesday evening podcast worship for April 15th, 2020. We are very glad that you have joined us in this new way of worshiping together. My name is Pastor Renee and along with our musical talented worship director, Joe Tricano, we're here to lead you in worship. There are lots of things that you need to know as we continue in this not-in-person manner of meeting and lots and lots of communication will be coming your way, but here are a couple things that you need to know this evening. In our continued efforts to flatten the curve of the COVID-19 spread and heeding the direction of Governor Walz, our building will remain closed through at least May 4th. Stay tuned for updates. This also means that we will continue to worship and gather in this virtual way. And uh, the chance to gather in any way right now is very much a blessing. Also, stay tuned. We will be making any and all announcements about any and all gatherings through our e-news, uh, Facebook, and our website at org. And for any and all updated information, uh, we will also be including links on our resource page, please check out our COVID-19 page on our website. We've worked really hard and will continue to work really hard to get all the links that you will need for Sunday and Wednesday worship, Bible studies, youth programming, and any and all virtual gatherings in one place. And if you have any questions or are in need of any pastoral care, please do not hesitate to reach out to us, to myself or Pastor Bryce or Sister Tashina, because we will connect with you, and we are here for you. And finally, we know that these are challenging times in so many ways, which means that your offerings are truly appreciated as they allow us to continue with these life-giving ministries. So please give as you are able. Now, people of God, let's take a moment to center our hearts and minds as we enter this holy and sacred time of worship together. in a time of repentance and self-examination and confession. This is a time for us to consider how these new and shifting challenges press on us to be something other than what God created us to be. This is a time for us to remember our true identity and our need for God's love, mercy, and forgiveness. And along the way, we come together And spend this time thinking about how these things separate us from a closer walk with our Creator. Our Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 16, beginning with verse 19. Jesus said there was a certain rich man who was splendidly clothed in purple and fine linen and who lived each day in luxury. At the gate of his home lay a poor man named Lazarus who was covered with sores. As Lazarus lay there longing for scraps from the rich man's table, the dogs would come and lick his open sores. Finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to sit beside Abraham at the heavenly banquet. The rich man also died and was buried, and he went to the place of the dead. There in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his side. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I am in anguish in these flames. But Abraham said to him, Son, remember that during your lifetime, you had everything you wanted, and Lazarus had nothing. So now he is being comforted, and you are in anguish. And besides, there is a great chasm separating us. No one can cross over to you from here, and no one can cross over to us from there. Then the rich man said, Please, Father Abraham, at least send him to my father's home, For I have five brothers and want him to warn them, so they do not end up in the place of torment like me. But Abraham said, Moses and the prophets have warned you. Your brothers can read what they wrote. The rich man replied, No, Father Abraham. But if someone is sent to them from the dead, they will repent from their sins and turn to God. But Abraham said, If they won't listen to Moses and the prophets... They won't be persuaded even if someone raises from the dead. This is the gospel of our Lord. Have you ever been in a hurry? Like such a hurry that you just didn't notice anything around you? Well, once I was headed down to open hands in the midway section of St. Paul, arguably the poorest neighborhood in St. Paul. There are homeless people everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean every street corner, every ramp exit, every stoplight. It's literally impossible not to see them. But on this day, I was in a particular hurry, and I simply ignored them. That was until one homeless-looking man started waving his arms at my car, and as I continued to ignore him, because clearly he wanted something from me and I knew I had nothing to give him, Uh, And as the closer I got to him, the more intense his arm waving got. And I passed as I passed him, dark sunglasses on in complete ignore mode, pretending that I didn't notice his arm waving. I saw that he was frantically pointing at a sign on the side of the road that said, One Way. This man was simply trying to save me from driving down the wrong way, On a one-way street. I was trying to ignore him while he was trying to get me to see something and save me from something. Fact of the matter is, I chose to ignore that man that day. And I've often wondered if the rich man in this parable did the same thing every day as he walked past Lazarus, operating out of his ignorance or his ignorance 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 such a subtle play on words with such different implications or is there a difference i mean one feels like you did it on purpose and the other simply allows you to proclaim i didn't know i'm not sure the outcome is all that different though for the one being ignored or not thought of you know, the invisible ones. The Reverend Paul Rauchem Bush, um, the religious editor of the Huffington Post, plays with the word ignorance. He says, ignorance has always seemed to me to be a passive condition, like, oh, well, I didn't know. It's not my fault. However, what if ignorance is not so neutral? What if ignorance is something that we do? What if ignorance censors that which is inconvenient or uncomfortable? Ignorance, in that case, either consciously or unconsciously, judges what is or is not worth knowing or recognizing and then acts accordingly. His words make me wonder. And I also have to wonder if that is what's happening in this parable story about the rich man and poor Lazarus, as a rich man doesn't even see Lazarus. And to be sure, this parable is an unsettling one. But we should remember what a parable is and isn't. Parables aren't told to give us a complete theological system or to address ultimate questions. Parables are meant to give us a glimpse into the kingdom of God. As David Lowe says, they present little slices of kingdom logic of God, our God who regularly surprises us with God's compassion and concern. A parable then invites us to look at the people around us and then to look at ourselves right here and now from the perspective of this kingdom logic, this particular logic of God, causing us to ask the question, Do we see what God sees, or do we choose to ignore some of the rather uncomfortable things around us? And maybe this parable isn't so much about wealth as it is about vision and how we see or how open we are to seeing people in trouble or how we allow ourselves to be open enough to hear their stories or have their stories affect us. But it's so much easier to simply ignore the pain that surrounds us, or to claim I just didn't know. But not to see those that are struggling around us is to not see the world with Christ's eyes. Dark glasses can hide so much, don't you think? I know that we can't solve everything we confront nor can we give money to every person on every street corner or every person in need. But I do believe we have to be open to having our hearts tugged at so that there is an effect on how we think, an effect on how we pray, and ultimately an effect on how we spend our resources and what we stand up against. Because not being open to those things means we are disconnected from the things that God cares about. And the sad reality is I participate in ignorance all the time. And I, I, I'm betting that you do too. It's a coping mechanism because there is so much to deal with in this life. Our families, their concerns, keeping our jobs, trying to keep our head above the waterline right now, trying to just be a good person. It's hard to take in all the problems of the world and it's impossible to address them all. But I think this gospel parable calls us, and this crisis calls us, to open ourselves to the seeing of the pain that surrounds us and invites us to feel God in all of that. Jesus is inviting us all to repent of our ignorance of God and our ignorance that creates this disconnection from God and our ignorance of the suffering of the world and to step into and participate in the radical love that the kingdom of God offers, where God's will for justice and peace is done on earth as in heaven through people just like you and me. So as you go about your days, people of God, I invite you to take the dark sunglasses off and to see how God might be calling you into a deeper walk with him in all kinds of surprising and new ways. Thanks be to God, and amen. We've come together this evening for renewal, to worship, and to hear God's word for us. We've heard a message of how ignoring the pain of the world around us hardens our hearts, but that God forgives us and shapes us and alters us and renews a right spirit within us as we bear the image of God's love to the world. And now the time of reflection and stillness is upon us. I invite you to close your eyes. Close out the world. Be still. Listen. Open your heart and be fully present here as we are entering holy and sacred time together. Listen to the words of God as they offer Words of transformation for you. A reading from Psalm 51. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Create in me a clean heart, open and receptive so that I may embrace the ways you choose to visit my life. Create to me a clean heart, freed from the constant worries of this world so that I can enjoy the beauty of life's simple things and truly appreciate the gifts that I easily take for granted. Create to me a clean heart free of harsh thoughts, shame, guilt, and perfectionist tendencies, warmly welcoming others with the embrace of non-judgment. Create to me a clean heart, free of frantic busyness, so that I have time to dwell in you, to see the world as you see it, Create in me a clean heart, cleansed of anxiety, thoughts of inadequacy, and a lack of trust in you, restoring in me an enduring faith in your promised presence and unconditional love. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord, one that finds its worth in you and rests in you alone. People of God, please join me in a moment of prayer as we close our time together. Loving God, all of us have been confronted by the pains of this world and chosen to look the other way. Give us courage to see the world as you see it, to admit our need for you, and we ask your forgiveness to shape us in this time. Help us to accept your gift and grace and trust in you. Help us to overcome our worry of self-preservation and remind us that you accept us and love us with a perfect love. And as we journey through this challenging season of our lives, give us strength and courage to make the changes that are needed in our lives. Open our hearts and our minds to your steadfast presence and help us to see the world around us as you see it. With the eyes of love and compassion, we ask these things through our Savior and risen Lord. Amen. Now, people of God, go in peace, knowing that your God loves you and goes with you always. Amen.